0: Hi, this is Anne Cavera. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Speeding Past 80. This week's episode is about making connections, but first I want to tie up a couple of details from last week. Remember the young woman who made beautiful jewelry? I was not able to reconnect with her, and I feel a little sad about that. Wherever she is, I hope she finds appreciation for her work. So, here's a note I'm making to myself. If I'm ever in doubt about supporting an artist, craftsman, or musician, or any other kind of person who creates beautiful things, I want to always lean on the side of yes. Second, as I write this week's podcast, I have finally, finally cooked the last of the rutabaga I bought Easter weekend. I made up a recipe and tried some, So here's the final rutabaga report. The Ann Cavera made-up rutabaga recipe is two to three cups of peeled, diced rutabaga, one carton of chicken broth, a tablespoon of butter, two tablespoons of maple syrup, and two or three fried crumbled bacon strips. Okay, that's no longer really healthy. But you know what? It was good. You simmer the rutabagas with the butter and maple syrup in the broth until they're tender. Pour off about half the broth, or just use enough broth to cover the diced rutabagas in the beginning. Mash them up really good with a potato masher. Add salt and pepper in the crumbled bacon. If you still have too much liquid, just toss in some instant potato flakes. Doesn't hurt a thing, and it really helps. So, maybe this is not the way God intended for us to eat rutabagas, but I'm going to try it again. I'd give it a 4 out of 5 stars. Now, moving on to today's story. Here's a few words about connections. Long ago, we won't say how many years, we had a phone on the wall in the kitchen. You know, the kind with a cord. Remember those days? Our phone was a bright olive green shade that was popular in the 70s. Of course, that same phone with the color long out of style was still on the wall when we moved out of that house in 2005. Well, During the years we owned the wall phone, we also had two kids in college at the same time. We wanted to make it as easy as possible to keep in touch with them. So, we did what a lot of parents with college kids were doing in those days. We bought a toll-free 800 number just as if we were a business. But the only people who had that number were our two kids. Remember, no one actually carried a phone with them in those days. But with our own personal 800 number, the kids never had to scrounge for coins and find a payphone to make a long-distance call. There was no need to dial the operator to call home collect. Problem solved. Until, one night after supper, the phone rang and I answered it. The voice on the other end said, Hi. He sounded a good bit like our older son, so I asked him how things were going. The voice hesitated. And he said, wait, isn't this? And he named some business he'd been trying to reach. Of course, by now he realized he had a wrong number, and I realized he wasn't our son. So I said, no, we're not actually a business. This is an 800 number we have for our kids away at college. They use it to keep in touch, and they use it to let us know if they need a little extra money. There was a pause at the other end, And then I heard a deep sigh. A youthful, wistful voice asked, When I need money, can I call here? (laughs) We both laughed, and I think I said something like, No, but good luck anyway. (laughs) I still remember his voice and how lonely he sounded. More than ever today, people are desperately trying to make a connection, some in healthy ways, others in ways that can lead to destruction. Even with all our technology connecting us with others, there's a deep vein of loneliness in our culture. After all, in the second chapter of Genesis, the first thing God pronounced as not good was for a person to be alone. We were made for connection with others. Last year, I started speeding past 80 as a way of reaching out and connecting with people as mine and Jim's world became smaller. These few minutes each week have become a lifeline in my life to something more than everyday routine. Perhaps a meaningful connection with others is what many of us are missing. Isn't it ironic that in an age when we can instantly connect with anyone anywhere in the world, we're still lonely? The world spins faster and faster and we spin with it. Sometimes it feels as if that spinning force will tear us and our world apart. This past year, as things in our lives got tougher, we had our spirits lifted by so many people who reached out in small ways to brighten our days. Until Jim's Alzheimer's, we did not give much thought to our connections, both seen and unseen. Think about it this way. Have you ever watched a circus performer spin while they were hanging from a rope or a swivel of some kind? With their neck or wrist securely attached, they can spin so quickly we see them as a blur. Have you ever wondered how they keep from getting dizzy? Maybe not, but I'm going to tell you. There's a simple answer to that. Above them, right in the center of the spin, there's a small, still point around which everything else revolves. With no regard for how fast they're spinning, the performer keeps their eyes firmly focused on that small, still point, dead center, right above them. Though their body may be whirling, focused on the immovable center, they never get dizzy, they never lose control. I think maybe that's part of what's wrong with the world today. We've lost our focus on the still point in the center. So, we spin out of control, twisting, turning with no focal point. Like the young man who called us by mistake, so many of us are trying to connect in places that cannot supply what we need. For me, that still point in the center of life is Christ with His two simple commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. In other words, stay focused on the true source of all good things. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love the child who makes jewelry. Love the young people, even if they dial wrong numbers. Love the relatives and friends who reach out and say, We're here. Hold on. After all, love is the rope that connects us to that small still point in the center that's really holding everything together. This is Ann Kavira. Thanks for joining me. I'll be here next week with another episode of Speeding Past 80.